What's up, guys? My name is Kyle. Um, I'm a contributor at the Undroppables. Um, we, uh, I like how at the top here, I just scroll all the way up to the top question, and uh, the Twitter link is still AWL Saver Metrics. Shout out that guy. You should follow him. He's a cool dude. All right. Um, I don't have many stuff, many things to plug right off the bat, so I'm just going to hop into some questions. I have some notes written down, but I'm on the wrong page, so I'm going to have to turn them. So the first question is, of all the teams that have at least five wins, I love this question, by the way. He lists the teams. Which three are the imposters and why? Um, I absolutely love Among Us. And if I were playing the detective, I would have to vote out the Bears, Cardinals, and Browns from that list. Um, the Bears are like the biggest one for me because like ever since Fangio left, that defense hasn't been as elite. It's still really good. Like they still have really great pieces with like Mac and Eddie Jackson and stuff. But um, they're just not as elite as they used to be. And Foles is on and off. Uh, obviously off on Monday night, but on before that. Um, yeah, the offensive line isn't doing him any favors either. He came out and said that like Nagy's play calling just wasn't going to work, which is crazy that a starting NFL quarterback would say that. Um, so, yeah. I also went ahead and ranked these five win teams just for shits and giggles. And I had the Chiefs at number one, Steelers two, Seahawks three, Titans four. Maybe a little bit of bias there, but don't at me. Ravens five, Packers six, Bucks seven, Rams eight, Browns nine, Cardinals ten, Bears eleven. Out of all those wins, all all those teams with five wins on that. And then the next question is, who on the season-ending IR do you think could have the biggest comeback next year? I mean, the obvious answer is Dak Prescott, right? Like, great situation if he stays in Dallas. Awesome player. I feel really bad that he got hurt. But uh, there's plenty of questions about that, and we'll talk about that later. Um, another cowboy, actually, who's on season-ending IR is Blake Jarwin. I was really huge on Jarwin before the season. I had him as my tight end nine coming in. Obviously, he got hurt for the season on the, in the first game. So we never got to see that come to fruition. Um, and then also, Saquon Barkley and Cortland Sutton are on season-ending IR. Obviously, they're studs, and they'll be great again when they come back. Um, I also went ahead and wrote down some players that are just on normal IR will come back that you could possibly acquire. Um, I wrote on Austin Eckler, one of my favorite running backs in the NFL. Uh, Nick Chubb, obviously a beast. We'll see how it goes, though, with Hunt stepping up. Um, Dallas Goddard, they have a game against Dallas next week and then a bye, and then he will come back in week 10. Um, he was an elite tight end before he got hurt, and now Zach Ertz is out, too. So I think it's going to be huge for Dallas Goddard. And then if you play in deeper leagues, I wrote down Isaiah Coulter, 
He's a rookie wide receiver with Houston. I really liked He's from a really small school, late-round draft pick. He's a bit of a flyer. But, you know, those uh, Texans wide receivers are in possible trade talks right now. So if one of them gets traded, there's an opportunity for Colter to step up. Um, the next question is Lev Bell, previously praised for receiving capabilities, had zero targets last game. How much do you expect that to go up rest of season? Um, obviously, Lev Bell... I loved Left Pell this offseason, and it's hurt me in a lot of leagues, but uh, that's okay. Um, I think he'll get more targets than zero, obviously. Um, I don't really know how that's going to work. He's kind of filling in for, like, uh, Darrell Williams and Darwin Thompson, and mm, I don't know. I, that backfield's weird. We'll see how it goes. Um, it's hard to predict just right off the bat, but just because Clyde has been playing really well, like in that uh, Buffalo game and then beyond. So Bell will get some targets. I'd say if I had to guess, I'd say like three or five a game. Um, that's a helpful little floor in PPR, if you ask me. Um, sell highs and buy lows. Oof. I actually missed this question when I was writing down notes. So we'll have to go off the top of my head. So I'm not going to say these are sell highs, but they're people I don't want on my team anymore. <laughs> and those are uh, Ronald Jones and uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, obviously, Elliott's an incredibly talented back. I think Jones is too. But uh, every time Fournette's active, the Bucks just choose Fournette over Ronald Jones. So um, I don't think there's any reason to try to, like, Keep him. If you can trade him for somebody who's put up similar production but doesn't have Leonard Fournette behind him, I definitely would. Um, it's unlikely that you'll find that though. And then Zeke, everybody is starting to realize that just this Dallas offense without Dak Prescott and without that offensive line just isn't the same that it used to be. Uh, personally, I sold Zeke today for um, Allen Robinson and Will Fuller. I was very lucky in that league. To have drafted like because I got Kareem Hunt late, I have three solid running backs plus Eckler on IR, so I'll still be fine if I Zeke. So I traded him for some wide receiver help. And the next uh, buy lows as well. Um, I really like the Miami offense, um, especially in Dynasty now that Tua is taking over. If they can grow together um, with Tua, I think it'll be great. Miles Gaskin is a huge buy for me right now. I was listening to the True North Fantasy Podcast um, last week, and they're talking about how Gaskin is starting to get more, uh, starting to get more targets, and just could continue to get more targets now that two is in and more rushes because they're likely to add some more RPO stuff than what they had with Fitzpatrick. So it's more possible, it's more likely that uh, Gaskin gets some more rushes. Plus, we have Jordan Howard out as a healthy and active every week these days there's some goal line opportunity for some touchdowns as well. The next question is Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf rest of season. I really love both of them. I think they're both fantastic talents, but um, I'm going to give it to Lockett for this season. However, it's Metcalf by a mile and dynasty just because of age, but they're both, they're both terrific. Um, I'd say they're the, that Seattle is the second most likely team to have two tw top 12 receivers this season. 
right behind Atlanta with uh, Julio and Ridley. So next question says, on the heels of three straight 100 plus yard games, Ronald Jones was outtouched 17 to 14 by Leonard Fournette um, and outsnapped 56 to 43%. Yeah, I was just talking about that. I don't, I don't, I think Fournette's unfortunately going to take over. Unfortunately for me, because I really loved Ronald Jones's offseason, and uh, I grabbed quite a few shares just because they were pretty cheap, and I thought he had the opportunity to take over. However, uh, I never saw Fournette coming, so. Kind of unfortunate, um, but Fournette is going to be the back there with uh, Ronald Jones filling in um, every now and then. Robbie Anderson has at least 74 receiving yards in six of seven games this season and is on pace for a 1,465-yard season. Is this a sell-high situation, or do we hold in hype? Uh, this is a this is hard because. Robbie Anderson is a good player. That's pretty clear. It was he was just bogged down by you know Adam Gase. We all love to get crap on him, and it's probably warranted. Um, so is this a so high situation? I have a feeling that Robbie Anderson doesn't hold the name value to sell incredibly high on, just because I don't think people are gonna like be like, oh, I really want Robbie Anderson on my fantasy team, and give you like two good wide receivers. Um, but I mean, if you find somebody who wants to buy him high, I'm down to sell him right now, but, um, I don't think you're going to get the value in return to warrant selling Robbie Anderson right now. Um, lock it, sell high or buy high. Um, I'm not buying anyone after they score 50 points in fantasy just because that price is going to be way too high. Um, I'm not sure I'd sell him either. I definitely want to sell him in redraft. I could see the argument for selling him in Dynasty, especially if you're not contending this season. Um, but I'm pretty much just holding on Lockett. Um, with Odell out for the season, how do you feel about Austin Hooper? He should be back healthy by week 10. Um, I've had an appendectomy before. Um, it didn't feel so good, and I probably... If I was an elite athlete, I don't think I'd be completely ready to go in the next week. Um, but you did say week 10, so that is a few weeks from now. Um, so, yeah, I'll agree with that. He'll be good by week 10 for sure. Um, I do like Austin Hooper a lot now, now and before even. I think he's a low end to mid tight end one. He's definitely somebody who can start on a weekly basis probably. Definitely probably, yeah. Should Cooper Cup and Robert Woods owners start to worry? Goff hasn't been making as many big plays with them this year. Um, I don't know. Cup and Woods are kind of incon were kind of inconsistent last year. Um, obviously, Cup had that flaming hot start last year and then kind of fizzled out a little bit, if I remember correctly, because. Uh, I, I traded for Cooper Cup midseason last year in one of my favorite leagues, and then I just felt disappointed after I'd given up so much for him. Um, I traded him away at the, during the offseason. So uh, I think it's just something you're going to have to expect with Cup and Woods that just because there's so many options in L.A. and because McVay doesn't want Goff to, like, hyper-target somebody, um, I think you're just going to have to deal with 
the ups and downs of their season. In two games since coming out of the Lions by DeAndre Swift has outtouched Adrian Peterson 30 to 28, generating 171 yards and three touchdowns. Is this the Swift transition we've been waiting for? Good pun. Um, and I think it is. I think Swift is the RB1 in Detroit. I think they're still going to sadly mix in some Peterson and some Johnson, but I think Swift is going to lead that backfield for the rest of the season. I really like Swift. Um, I was listening to Undrafted today, the um, the pod from Jack Falcone, Ohio Game Theory, wonderful podcast. And um, he's talking about how Swift and Clyde Edwards-Alaire are pretty much even to him at this point. And I'm not sure I would go that far, at least for especially in redraft. But I can see it in Dynasty. I really like Swift. Um, I think he's going to continue to climb for the rest of the season. Uh, Travis Fulgham has been playing well. Um, with Alshon returning, should we be worried? Or should we expect a role similar to the Giants game where they had Deshaun Jackson? Um, I have it in my rules of fantasy to never worry about Alshon Jeffrey. So um, no, I'm not too worried about Alshon. Um, but I don't think I want to trust Fulgham to just be great forever. I think he, he has this opportunity right now to be really good. And um, so I'd, I'd use him right now if I could. Um, but if you get an offer that's like a, in Dynasty, if it's like a second round pick, or obviously someone who holds more value, I would definitely feel okay about trading Fulgham. But he'll be solid until him. Um, what I worry about is Dallas Goddard and Jalen Rager coming back. Um, not really Alshon. Uh, Goddard will be back week 10, obviously. Um, but Fulgham will still have some opportunity until Rager comes back there. And uh, I think he'll be decent. He'll get, you, he'll get you hopefully around 10 to 12 fantasy points in PPR a game. So uh, I'd, I'm not worried about Alshon. What are some major pieces in the trade deadline that you think could really change teams? I want our Titans to get Stefan Gilmore, per se. I swear that said Quinn Williams earlier today. Um, yeah, the trade deadline, I don't really follow trade deadline too much. I try not to get too involved in that because most of the stuff people say doesn't come to fruition anyway. But um, the players I really am looking out for is, first of all, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now that he's been benched, um, there's people are fantasizing that the Cowboys will go out and get him. And I really like that fit. I think he'd be good in Dallas um, or even in Chicago if the Bears want to go a different direction again. Um, other than that, um, I'm looking at, like, if any solid tight end goes to the Patriots, I'd be pretty interested. Or any receiver goes to the Patriots. They really don't have a star target other than Edelman, and Edelman's been pretty disappointing. Um, also, like, any wide receiver going to Green Bay, I'd be interested in. That that's a great spot to be as a wide receiver. And um other than that, 
I'm looking. I'm watching Houston just to see if they trade anybody away because their season's looking bad. And obviously the Cowboys are having a little bit of a fire sale, maybe because they get they sold Everson Griffin for a six round pick. Um, so maybe they trade away some some pieces that are on expiring contracts or just older players. Um, the only specific player I have other than Fitzpatrick written down is John Ross. Um, I just think he's an interesting uh, player. Obviously, he has some top-end speed that can just blow the top off defenses, but uh, not utilized very well in Cincinnati this season. Um, I think it'd be interesting to see him somewhere else, see if maybe he can uh, leave that drop problem behind, though. Any bold revenge game predictions for Bell versus the Jets or Melvin Gordon versus the Chargers? I don't want to get too bold because, obviously, I think the Chiefs are going to play to win, and the best way to win is probably Clyde. However, I would absolutely love a Bell revenge game. Um, I think he suffered far too long under Adam Gaze and must atone for his poor coaching. Um, I would love if, like, they just made Clyde a healthy scratch and just gave the ball to Le'Veon Bell every every single snap against the Jets. It's not like they're going to lose. They're the Jets. Do you realistically see a return to fantasy relevance for any Cowboys? This uh, this season, I'm going to say probably not. Um, the one thing that ties into the last question is, um, again, Undrafted mentioned this. If they get Fitzpatrick, like Fitzpatrick is a ballsy quarterback. Andy Dalton's a game manager. I'd be really interested. I'd be re-interested in the Dallas wide receivers if they got Fitzpatrick just because he's going to push that ball downfield no matter what. And Dallas is either going to score three points with Ryan Fitzpatrick or 70, and there's no in between. So, uh, yeah, I'd be interested if they make some kind of move, but it kind of looks like they're going to give up on this season. And if they do, I'm just not very interested in any of them this season. But I think what it gives you is a dynasty buy opportunity for any of those wide receivers because they're all really good. Um, I don't I don't think people are going to panic sell Lamb, though, just because he's so young. But maybe you can get Cooper or Gallup at a cheaper price. Um, what is your take on the Browns' backfield when Chubb comes back? Is it Hunt's job to lose, or will we see Chubb fill back into the 1A rule pretty quick? I would say... It's going to be 50-50 right off the bat, especially. Um, Chubb could come back into that 1A role, but I don't think it's going to be immediately. Um, I think Hunt's going to be a solid fantasy asset for the rest of the season, even if um, Chubb comes back well. Excuse me. How does Eckler fit into the Chargers' offense? Will they have enough a big enough role to have RB1 production. Um, so before he was injured, he was averaging 15.5 points per game, which is roughly like 
the same amount as like Clyde Edwards Alaire. So he's like around RB12, RB14. Um, I think he'll just come back to the same role. He might even have a bigger one just because Kelly and Jackson have been so poor with Eckler out. Um, so I think he'll have a big enough role to be close to an RB1. I don't think he'll be elite like I thought he would be prior to the season just because it is hard to come back from an injury. The next question is, what's your favorite game day snack? I personally go all out to prepare chili cheese fries, beer cheese, pretzel dips, and an assortment of barbecue. That's not my answer. That's in the question. And personally, I think all three of those things sound amazing. However, between like church and under the wire and all kinds of other stuff, I really don't have that much time on Sundays to prepare fancy food. So usually I just order pizza. Um, I usually go with like Domino's or Papa John's, but I tend to rotate. Are the Cardinals a Super Bowl contender? Not this year. Um, the offense is really good. Hopkins is obviously a huge upgrade for them. Murray's balling out, et cetera. Um, but the defense still has some holes to fill. I think Chandler Jones got hurt, if I remember correctly. Um, Isaiah Simmons isn't living up to what he was drafted for, at least not yet. I still have faith. Um, but, yeah, the defense just needs to be a little bit better if they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. Obviously, beating Seattle was huge. but um, I think they got a little lucky on Monday night. I don't think Russ was quite on the top of his game, but that's okay. Yeah, they're they're going to be good this year. They're obviously, I think they're going to make the playoffs, but uh, I don't expect a Super Bowl for Arizona quite yet. But they're on the right track. Um, definitely looking up there. How do you feel about the Dolphins' main offensive players rest of season? I think there's going to be growing pains with Tua coming in, but I think they're all probably going to be better for it, especially long-term. I know you said rest of season, but I I always think dynasty. Um, Rest of season, I'd watch out the next few weeks. I definitely, I'm definitely going to wait and see on Preston Williams just because he hasn't even been that good this year to begin with. So there's no feeling that I have to start Preston. I do really like Preston though. Um, I'd probably still play Parker right off the bat just because I probably drafted him out of a position where he has to be in my lineup. If if you have somebody who can fill in at the same level, I'd be I'd be happy to sit him for at least a week to see just to see what Tua does. Um, but I think they're going to be good. I think Tua is going to be good. Um, fingers crossed because that dude has had a hard time after that injury. I really hope he comes back strong. Should we get rid of Cowboys players when we have the chance, or do we give them a chance? Uh, personally, I am getting rid of them if I have an offer that makes sense. I don't want to... I mean, it hurts to sell Zeke for somebody for scraps, and but you're probably going to avoid it. So there's a possibility. Zeke's floor just fell out, basically. So his floor, which used to be like 15 points, is now at like eight, maybe, just because of the volume is still there. But I don't think he's, like, I don't, they can't move the ball well enough for him to score touchdowns. Um, The offensive line just isn't there to give him holes to run through. Um, I'm talking specifically about Zeke right here, but that's important. 
he's obviously was the highest drafted Cowboys player in most leagues. <clears throat> so yeah, I'd I'd sell him if I got an offer that was pretty good right now. Just because I obviously he's good enough to still be really good, but I worry that now if he's bad, he's gonna be very bad compared to if he was bad before, he'd just be he'd still be like a good fantasy asset. Um if that makes sense. Basically, his bad weeks will be very bad instead of still good. So I'd sell him if I have a chance. Um, otherwise, the wide receivers, um, obviously they're all good players. I'd probably want to keep them just because they're going to fall behind in games with how terrible that defense is, and they'll probably have to throw. However, who knows who's going to throw to them. Hopefully it's not Ben DiNucci for the wide receiver's sake in fantasy. Um, yeah, I'd definitely give Amari Cooper a chance. Um, I guess if you're in a deep enough league where you have to have Dalton Schultz, I wouldn't feel too worried about him just because he's, he's still going to get that seven points that he usually gets. Um but hopefully you're not in that deep of a league. I am. It's not It's not fun. <laughs> How do you see the Tampa Bay backfield shaping out? Um, I've covered this before. I think Fournette's the guy. Sadly, I really like Ronald Jones, but that's okay. <clears throat> um, the outlook on James Robinson for the rest of the season, um, I think he'll have similar production to what he's having now, which is like 10 to 15 fantasy points a game, maybe a little more than that. Um, He's he's like an RB2 to me, but if he gets like a touchdown, then he can have an RB1 week or, or two touchdowns. Um, he definitely has a pretty high ceiling, and I think he has a solid floor. He's a person I'd like to roster and redraft just because he's going to be solid for the rest of the season. Um, obviously, there's worries for Dynasty because he's uh, there's very little draft capital invested, so he could get replaced without the Jaguars front office batting an eye. And of course, most likely you're going to see a new Jacksonville um, coach and possibly GM, just a changing of the guard, so they could want somebody new. But um, it's kind of just wait and see in Dynasty. Who knows? We can all try to predict it, but it ultimately it's up to the Jaguars. The next question says, has technology gone too far? Um, obviously, yes, technology's gone too far, but that's it. I don't know. We, there's some worries with technology. I, I'm kind of sus, but we'll move on. DJ Moore seems to be the red zone target. So should Anderson owners go for DJ Moore or keep what they have? Um, trading Robbie Anderson for DJ Moore straight up. Huh. I'd probably... Dang, that's that's good. I think they're pretty much a coin flip week to week on who's going to score more points. It's just going to be whoever catches a touchdown. Um, I I like them both right now as good fantasy wide receivers. Um, and obviously, when you have two good wide receivers, you have Christian McCaffrey. I think Teddy Bridgewater is a, a solid play for the rest of the season. What do you think of Hasty in San Francisco for the rest of the season? 
Um, I'm not too interested for the rest of the season, but for next week when he should be starting, I'm very interested because San Francisco running backs have a lot of opportunity to get four yards downfield before they even get touched. Um, but obviously once Mostert comes back, once Coleman comes back, once McKinnon comes back, I'm not thinking Hasty's going to keep his role. Uh, I do think he's a pretty good player. Um, I liked him during the draft, but uh, I don't think it's going to happen unless he does something crazy next week and just like Kyle Shanahan's like, oh my goodness, this guy's so much better than Raheem Mostert. I don't think he's going to hold value for the rest of the season. Uh, next question is, what are your thoughts on Brandon Ayuk for the rest of the, for this week and the rest of the season? I feel like he could honestly end up in the top eight this week with no Debo Samuel, Samuel and a weak Seattle secondary. <clears throat> yeah, for this week, I think he's a great play. Um, uh, obviously, it sucks for these players that they're injured, but it's helpful for Ayuk in fantasy that there's no Debo and that there's the running backs are hurt because I think they're going to manufacture touches close to the line scrimmage for Ayuk, whether that be touch passes or jet sweeps or anything like that. I think they're going to make sure to get him involved in the quote-unquote run game, even if it's going to be short passes, uh, just because they have to give whoever's playing running back uh, hasty probably some rest. And uh, I think Brandon Ayuk will get a lot of touches next week. And obviously that Seattle secondary has some holes. So I think he could he could end up in the top eight. Um, I'm not sure if that's anything here at lock, but um, he'll be a solid player this week, and I think he's pretty good uh, for the rest of the season. Obviously, San Francisco is a pretty solid spot for him, actually, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, I, I like Brandon Ike. Um, How do you see the target distribution in Tampa changing with Godwin out? So this is a question about just Godwin and not AB. So, um Hopefully Mike Evans gets some targets. I have some. I have him on some rosters, and it's been really disappointing. Um, he's the, like the wide receiver 20 in PPR right now. He's basically their goal line wide receiver, which is kind of disappointing for fantasy. But uh, hopefully he'll get some. Mike Evans will show out this week with Godwin out, and obviously AB is not in yet. So I'm rooting for Mike Evans. Um, uh, you'll get some Scotty Miller mixed in, obviously. Uh, Tyler Johnson might make an appearance. Uh, Rob Gronkowski's gonna. Rob Gronkowski's been, pretty, been playing pretty well. I was pretty down on him before the season. I got some flack for it. Obviously, you know, I thought OJ Howard wouldn't get hurt, and uh, he's benefited from that injury. But uh, Gronkowski looks pretty good. He's obviously he's not the old Gronk, but he's not bad. So yeah, target distribution, I'd say mostly Evans, probably. And then if I had to rank them, I'd say Evans, Gronk, Miller, Tyler Johnson. Um, the running back position mixed in, probably like above above Tyler Johnson, because I don't know how those targets are going to split out between Fournette and Jones, though. Probably mostly to Fournette, because Brady doesn't trust Jones, and Jones has bricks for hands. Uh, what to expect from MT rest of season? Uh, obviously, Michael Thomas is Michael Thomas. He's a one of he's the best wide receiver in the league, in my opinion. Um, I think he'll come back just as good as before. Obviously, with the caveat that he can get re-injured, 
Um, but I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to try and predict whether he's going to get injured. Um, but I think he'll be very good, just like he is before. Maybe a little worse than the best wide receiver in fantasy ever, but um, obviously that's hard to recreate, even if he wasn't hurt. But I think he'll be a top five wide receiver. Should the Titans be seriously considered as a Super Bowl contender? Um, tighten up, obviously. The Titans are the best team in the NFL. Not really, but, you know, fandom. Um, I think, Der- De- obviously, Derrick Henry can just carry the Titans to games sometimes. Um, the defense isn't as good as it was last year, which is kind of sad. Um, personally, I would have kept Logan Ryan instead of signing Jadavian Clowney, just because I think Clowney... Uh, Clowney's a little overrated, in my opinion. But uh, another conversation for another day. Um, I don't think the Titans should be seriously considered a Super Bowl contender, sadly. I think they're contenders to make the conference championship game. But uh, they're not going to win the Super Bowl unless that defense gets a lot better over the course of the season, which is possible. Um, But I'm not ready to seriously consider them quite yet. Um, obviously, Ryan Tannehill's been terrific. He's been as efficient as you can be as a quarterback. But uh, they just need the defense to step up because the offense has been there. As inconsistent as Pittsburgh wide receivers are currently, quote, uh, in parentheses, they take turns being good. Is there still value in starting them slash rostering them? Uh, yes. Um, I definitely want to roster any of them. Maybe not James Washington, but... Any of them in Dynasty, um, Claypool, Juju, and Deontay in season long. And I still think Deontay is worth starting when he's healthy. Obviously, he showed he can be really good last week. And um, if you drafted Juju, you're probably going to be in a position where you probably should play him over your other options unless you're just absolutely dominating the waiver wire. Um, personally, I didn't draft Juju just because I didn't feel like he'd be worth the price. Um, Antonio Brown has signed his contract with Tampa Bay. How should we think about Tampa Bay receivers rest of the season? Um, that's a good question. We'll see if Antonio Brown can keep himself out of trouble. Hopefully he can while living in Tom Brady's house. Um, just an interesting little relationship there. I'm not sure what's going on. But, uh, yeah, I think it's still going to be Godwin as the main wide receiver. Um, We'll see what A.B. has left in the tank. He's getting kind of old. He's, I want to say he's 32 now. 31 or 32. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what A.B. has. It's just a question of how good is he still. If he's still Pittsburgh A.B., then Golly, the league is going to be in trouble with the Bucks, but uh, I'd say he's probably not. So um, Godwin's still gonna, in my opinion, Godwin will still lead the Tampa Bay receivers. Evans will still be a touchdown getter. We'll see if he can get some more yards added to those touchdowns. Um, personally, if you ask me, I would never drop Mike Evans and redraft. That's just silly. I don't know who said that. But somebody said that on Twitter the other day, and I, I feel like all of you should know, don't drop Mike Evans in redraft. He's better than whoever's left on your waiver wire. 
Derrick Henry only reached 75 yards against the Steelers. Will any running backs de debunk the Steelers' defense? I mean, technically, if you're box score hunting, Miles Sanders kind of did just because he had that one huge rush for the touchdown that was like 70-plus yards. But uh, other than that play, he was just okay. Um, so I'm going to say that no, no running backs will debunk the Steelers' defense because if anybody's going to do it, Derrick Henry's the best pure runner in the league. So, um, yeah, I'm going to say no unless you're counting like passing. And then there's a possibility that some – pass catching running back has a great game against them uh what to expect in the first few weeks of cmc returning from injury locked in start first week or a wait and see i'm going to say that if he plays on thursday i'm going to wait and see but if he plays in week nine next week then i'm going to put him in my starting lineup just because i feel like he's pushing it a little bit with this uh thursday return this week um but Obviously, he'll have 10 more days if he doesn't go on Thursday, so I think he'll be fine in week nine. Um, Carson Hyde and Homer are all trending down for this week. How do you feel about DJ Dallas if none of them can play? Um, I'm always down for a starting NFL running back in fantasy. So if DJ Dallas is going to be the main running back in Seattle, I'm down to play him, especially if you have somebody on by. Or somebody who's out, maybe you have CMC or Saquon, or um, we'll see if Miles Sanders comes back this week. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely down for him as a spot start. Um, he'll probably be it. He'll, he won't reach Chris Carson numbers, obviously. He'll probably be a RB two, maybe a low end RB two. He'll be solid if he's the. Obviously, this depends on the other three not being able to play. If the other three play, I'm not really – if one of the other three plays, I'm not interested in DJ Dallas. If it's like Hyde in Dallas or Hyde and Homer in Dallas, then I don't want any of them. But if Carson plays, I want Carson. And if only one of them is playing, then I want that one. Um, so now that Lamar Jackson is coming up a bye week, do you think he can do fairly well against a very good Steelers defense? He has not been meeting the expectations everyone had for him before the season. Do you think things can change soon as the edge for the playoffs? Um, it depends on how you define fairly well against the Steelers' defense. I don't think he's going to be all that attractive in fantasy. I don't think he's going to be like the top five quarterback next week. But uh, he'll play well enough to make sure the Ravens are still in the game, especially with their defense playing on the other side. Um, I think it'll be a hell of a game next week. Um, but I don't think Lamar is going to be incredible next week. I think he'll do what he needs to get it done. Um, do you think things can change soon as he edge for the playoffs? Um, obviously, it's just been disappointing to watch Lamar play. Uh, he hasn't been as accurate as he was last year, and we were hoping that he'd continue to get even better as a passer, but it seems he's kind of come back down. Um, but uh, hopefully he gets back to where he was last year because he was incredible. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I'm not quite sure. Um, it kind of depends on how well. <laughs> um, I don't think things are going to change just because he's playing for the playoffs. I think the Ravens are going to make the playoffs even if he keeps playing the way he is. So uh, 
I don't think he's going to have to go insane to carry the Ravens to the playoffs. So I think he'll be about the same as he is now. He's a solid quarterback in fantasy, at least. Uh, with the addition of CMC, Mike Davis owners, sell high or keep? Um, can't really sell Mike Davis high anymore because everybody knows CMC is coming back. Um, I don't think anybody's going to be excited to get Mike Davis with CMC still in the fold. Um, I think it gives you an opportunity if CMC comes back and he doesn't play like 90% of snaps like he usually does and Mike Davis can put out a solid week with CMC still there, then you can sell him high because people will be like, people will perceive that Davis is still uh, being used in Carolina with CMC back. But um, as the season goes on, I think they're just going to lean back into CMC like they did before. Um, obviously, he used to play like all but two snaps. I think that number will be like all but 12 snaps now, maybe. maybe. Um, he definitely won't play the entire game like he used to. CMC, of course. But uh, yeah, because Davis has been really good. So there's the, the Panthers coaching staff isn't stupid. They're going to want to keep Davis mixed in with how good he's been. And it gives a chance for CMC to rest, which they haven't given him in a while. When you're looking at streaming options, do you take into account the difference between a team's run defense and pass defense? For example, would you rather have a wide receiver facing a team with a good run defense and poor secondary, or face a team that is equally bad at both? Um, to me, it depends on the team. So, like, if I was going to stream Corey Davis, who's on the Titans, then I would only play him if... I would only stream him if the opposing team had a good run defense and poor secondary. Because if they have bad both, then I know the Titans are just going to give it to Derrick Henry. But like, if this is a team that's pass first anyway, then I'd be willing to stream him if they're bad at both, if that makes sense. I think that's a really good question, though. It's something um, I probably need to think about a little more. Because I usually just narrow in on when I'm picking out like streaming quarterbacks, for example. I narrow in on how good or bad that pass defense is, but uh, I never really thought about the team's run defense in the past, which is something to actually think about. I, that's an insightful question there. <laughs> this one says, sad Bears fan here. So is my roommate. Uh, he's also a sad Bears fan. Um, where do you think A-Rob goes this coming season, this coming off season, since Ryan Pace doesn't seem interested in re-signing him? Um, I love Allen Robinson. He's such a good wide receiver. Um, any team would love to have Allen Robinson out wide, except for apparently the Bears, because <laughs> they don't want to pay him. Um, and I think part of that is the Bears' projected cap for next season is like five million, so I don't think it's all that good. It's all—it's like going to put them in a tough position. <laughs> I see someone reacted to this message with the Colts logo. Um, and the Colts are one of the teams I wrote down in my notes. Um, just because I think these teams with like a lot of cap and teams that are think they're close are going to be willing to spend on them. So I have um, Colts, Patriots, Ravens, and possibly the Dolphins written down just because they have 
tons and tons of cap for next season. And um, they're all solid rosters right now. So you don't spend on a piece like Robinson unless you think that the rest of your team is solid enough that that piece will put you over the top. And uh, I think the Colts are obviously one of those teams that just obviously T.Y. Hilton hasn't been as good as in the past. So they could really use an elite wide receiver. Who, if anyone, do you think the Bears bring in to replace him? Um, obviously, with their cap position, I'm a little worried about them finding a free agent. Um, if they do, it'll be somebody kind of cheap. Um, it won't be another elite receiver, but maybe they go that direction in one of the early rounds of the draft, and they could get like a like a Waddle or a Bateman or a, like a Tutu Atwell or Tamarian Terry or somebody like Chris Olave, somebody who can possibly be a one there because I don't think Anthony Miller is going to be able to be a one. I think Darnell Mooney's a good player, but I don't think he's a one either. He's a, he's a solid like three, <laughs> but I think Darnell Mooney can continue to get better in the future though. But he's not a one. He's not an alpha. Uh, what do you think Baltimore does with their running back room next season? Do you think Dobbins will break out like we're all anticipating? Or do you think they take out the, take the out on Ingram? Do they roll with all three? What should we do with Dobbins right now in Dynasty? It's been disappointing if you drafted Dobbins like top three in your rookie draft because he hasn't separated at all from anyone except for like Justice Hill, I guess. Um it's been disappointing to uh, to roster any of those running backs, really. Um, and uh, I don't know what the Ravens are going to do. Um, I'm not an NFL insider. I just react, basically. But uh, in my opinion, if they take the out on Ingram, um, Dobbins is op- absolutely in a phenomenal position. Um, but also, there's an issue for fantasy, especially in PPR that they just don't target the running backs all that much. So you kind of have an issue where they don't have a PPR floor for their starting running backs, which is uh, not great, especially when there's a committee. And, you know, Gus Edwards, that that coaching staff likes Gus Edwards because they keep giving him the ball, and um, he he fights for yards. I I understand why they like him. But uh, he's, he's on a cheap deal. There's no reason to get rid of Gus Edwards. So um, I think Gus will be there next year no matter what. But uh, if Ingram's out, then I'm really interested in Dobbins. But if Ingram's still there, it's just going to be another cloudy mess. Um, The next question says, which quarterback is actually the best quarterback in the NFL? Um, I think it's far and away Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson is my favorite quarterback in the NFL, and he's absolutely... Fantastic. The Seahawks would be nowhere without Russell Wilson. Um, other than that, I'd say Russ is number one. Mahomes is probably number two. Um, the way he's been playing, Aaron Rodgers is up there, which I didn't expect. Um, Tom Brady's been fantastic this season. A bit of a homer pick, but uh, Ryan Tannehill's been balling out. Um, I don't think he's, I don't think he's an elite quarterback. I think he's an elite fit to the Titans system. Um, obviously, Burrow and Herbert are balling, so uh, 
maybe one of those two will uh, put up a fight in the future for being the best quarterback in the NFL. But right now, it's Russell Wilson, in my opinion. Will Justin Herbert keep up his terrific play, or is it just an anomaly? I think Justin Herbert is for real. That kid can ball. Admittedly, I was quite down on him in the pre-draft process. I didn't think he had what it takes, but golly, I watch him play at the NFL level, and I'm impressed every time. He seems to be terrific, and he keeps making plays at the end of at the end of games. And I think that's what separates real life in real life, not in fantasy. That's what separates great quarterbacks from good quarterbacks. And uh, Herbert keeps making plays at the end of games. Um, I want to say with the Saints game, he hit Mike Williams deep to set up the field goal, and then they just missed the field goal. But uh, obviously. Herbert put him in a great position, no matter what. And then, um, of course, they beat Jacksonville last week. So, uh, yeah, I think Herbert's a very good player. He put up, like, 34 points in fantasy on Sunday. Um, I definitely think Herbert's going to keep it up. Why can't Bill Belichick draft and develop wide receivers? Well, obviously, the secret is he just needs to draft quarterbacks and turn them into receivers because that that's all that's worked in the past for him. Um, as for his, um, as for him, I don't know if you can hear my dog, but he's drinking water. Um, as for him, I don't understand why Wes Welker isn't their wide receivers coach just because of the connections with Bill. Um, he's in San Francisco right now, I think. But uh, they should bring him in, in my opinion. Um, but hopefully they hit on a wide receiver. They're going to need somebody in the future, obviously, to catch passes. And uh does not seem to beat Nikhil Harry, that's for sure. Um, but I think Harry was just a bad pick. I, don't, I didn't believe in Harry before the draft. So, uh, yeah, maybe he, maybe he gets a better pick. Um, obviously, next year, um, if the Patriots can't kind of put something together here in this season, they'll have a pretty high first-round pick, maybe, and they could draft somebody who's one of those, like, top three of, like, uh, oh, shoot, I'm blinking, but uh, Rondell Moore and um, Jamar Chase, maybe, but uh, if they're there, possibly, like, Waddle or Devonta Smith or somebody, but maybe they'll get a wide receiver in this next draft in the first round. Um, continuing with the draft, who are your favorite running back prospects in the NFL draft this year? Um, personally, right now, my favorite running back in this draft is Travis Etienne. Um, obviously, Najee Harris, Chuba Hubbard, Kylan Hill, all very good players. All have played pretty well so far. Kylan Hill has ups and downs, but I watched Najee play on Saturday. Um, go balls, sadly. But, uh, yeah, I watched Rocky play on Saturday, and that dude impressed me. Uh, I had, I admittedly hadn't watched a ton of Najee Harris just because I tend to, like, do all my scouting at the end of the season, at the end of the NFL season when I'm moving on to next year. But, uh, golly, every time he gets hit, it's like, oh, he got hit. 
oh, he's going to have the ball. We're going to have the ball five yards from where he gets hit because he just runs through people every single time. It's incredible. Um, but personally, um, other than like the players I think are really good, my favorite ones right now are uh, the UNC guy, Javante Williams. I think he's fun to watch. I think he's uh, a little under the radar, but I think he'll pick up some steam going forward. And then um, out in the Pac-12 at Washington State, I really like Max Borgie. Um, he showed that he can catch passes in the Mike Leach system, but I think he's going to get a great opportunity to run the ball with uh, Chase Rolovich as his new head coach. Um, they run the run-and-shoot offense, so uh, hopefully that lives up to their name and we get to see Borgie run the ball a little more. And Because um, the question marks have been, can he run the ball at an NFL level? Because obviously he can catch but Mike Leach just doesn't hand off that much. So uh, hopefully he'll put together a great rushing season once the Pac-12 starts playing. Obviously, we're still like two weeks from there. Next question says, at eight weeks, I think it's okay to victory lap. Who were the undroppables absolutely right about the season? Who did you miss on and why? Um, well, take a drink um but uh obviously the undroppables we have 22 different people in our main group chat and uh, so we all have different opinions i think that's what makes us so awesome is just that like anytime any of us have an opinion there's always going to be somebody else in the group who's like oh no you're completely wrong and uh, i think it's important to not all have an echo chamber but um, I can speak for, like, who I uh, can victory lap on at this point, just because, you know, it's it's pretty fun. Um, I was all in on Ryan Tannehill, uh, tight fan, obviously, but obviously he was so, so um, efficient last season. And he's kept that up this year. Uh, he's currently the QB 10. Um, obviously, he did already have his buy, so he's a little lower just because he's played one less game. Um, and then in uh, Superflex Leagues, I also advise for Gardner Minshew and Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Minshew is a QB 12, Bridgewater is a QB 18 on the season right now. Um, I didn't really push for them in, in a one QB redraft just because there's better options. But if you drafted them as your second quarterback in a super in a Superflex League, you're very happy with QB 12 and QB 18. Um, keeping up with quarterbacks, you also asked who I missed on. Um, also in Superflex Leagues, I did uh, put out some tweets about Dwayne Haskins and Mitchell Trubisky. Obviously, both have been benched, uh, so I have to live up to that one. Um, but whenever I, the thing that I saw with Haskins and Trubisky wasn't that they were great players, wasn't anything I saw on the field. It was every time I had a draft, 30, quarterbacks would go, 30 starting quarterbacks would go off the board. And then eight rounds later, Haskins and Trubisky are there. So, like, I was just chasing that value because if one of them were to hit, it'd be so helpful to have drafted a your fourth quarterback in the 20th round in a Superflex League. But um, obviously they didn't hit, so that's a little unfortunate. But I did get... Trubisky and Foles on the same team in, in a couple of leagues, and that's been pretty solid for me. 
excuse me. And then uh, just moving on to running backs, like my favorite running backs this year were um, Eckler, and then like Aaron Jones, David Johnson, Kareem Hunt, and uh, Miles Sanders. I feel pretty good about all those calls. Obviously, Eckler got hurt. That sucks. Um, David Johnson, he's about right where you drafted him. He's the RB16 right now. I was hoping for a little more, but it's you're happy to have that kind of production from where you drafted him. Um, Aaron Jones is the RB5. Um, he was, everybody just saw A.J. Dillon and was like, oh, Aaron Jones is getting replaced, but there's no way you can replace Aaron Jones. He's an incredible back. Um, I advised uh, people to draft Kareem Hunt just because he was way down there, and obviously he's the highest upside back backup uh, in the NFL. And then me and most of, actually, most of the undroppables didn't agree on Miles Sanders. However, obviously he's been hurt too, but uh, he's averaging 16.1 points per game right now when he does play. So obviously that's a top 10. That's about a top 10 fantasy output, but he's currently the RB25 just because he hasn't played. And then my two misses at the running back position were Le'Veon Bell and Jordan Howard, which are both pretty much dead at this point. Um, Bell is the RB76. I'd imagine Jordan Howard is probably right around there just because he scored a couple of touchdowns. Um, but, man, I was hoping Jordan Howard would just have that backfield all to himself. Um, I didn't think Miles Gaskin was just going to show up after they never used him last year. But, uh, excuse me. Yeah, Jordan Howard's been really disappointing. He played like four weeks where he got like two goal line touches every game. He, I think he had a game where he was like negative five yards and a touchdown, which is incredible. Um, and now he's just a healthy and active every, every single week. Um, so yeah, uh, Jordan Howard's been really disappointed. Le'Veon Bell had the injury, but also not on the Jets anymore. He was awful on the Jets, though. He only scored like seven points in one week and six points in the other week he played. Uh, wide receivers, uh, me and um, I think Beasy and maybe Polly were all in on Calvin Ridley last year. That's all season. He's the wide receiver three right now in fantasy. And then I I really liked Jarvis Landry and Hunter Renfro, who are the wide receiver 40 and 60 currently. Um, obviously, Jarvis Landry could turn it around now that Odell's out for the season, sadly. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was wrong on those two. I thought there'd be more targets for both of them. Um, and then tight ends have been pretty it's either been completely right or completely wrong and i've been completely wrong on blake jarwin and jack doyle um just because you know jarwin got hurt that sucks i had as my tight end nine or my yeah my tight end nine before the season and uh currently actually dalton schultz is the tight end 10 a lot of people were in my mentions after i Sad Jarwin as my tight end nine, but I feel like I would have been pretty close to right if uh, he didn't get hurt because Schultz has had the volume that I thought Jarwin would have. And then Jack Doyle, I really like Jack Doyle before the season, but uh, 
he had the injury in week one. Uh, Mo Ali Cox, Trey Burton have both stepped up. Um, I thought Doyle would be able to keep them at bay and be the main tight end there, but he was not. Uh, obviously, the Colts tight end position is still pretty good. It's just wrong guy, and uh, that's okay. And then also at tight end, I had uh, Hayden Hurst and Johnny Smith in my top eight tight ends, and they're both top eight right now, so I feel pretty good about those two hits. So I'll victory lap on this as well. What do you think is the plan for the Patriots quarterback situation? Will Cam make a comeback? Um, I'm pretty sure they already announced that Cam is going to start next week. So, uh, yeah, Cam will make the comeback. Hopefully he'll play better than he did last week. But I think, uh, obviously, they played a, a, a pretty good defense last week, so maybe he'll show up again in the future. As we approach the halfway mark of the season, have you begun looking at playoff schedules yet? If so, are there any particularly good matches to stand out to you? I haven't quite yet. Um, I think I will probably next week or the week after. Um, if I remember right, the Titans have like a solid one. Um, I think they played, at least they played like Jacksonville on that stretch, I think. Um, but that's just off the top of my head. But no, I don't really know. Um, yeah, uh, I think I think you can do. Um, at this point, there's enough data that like it's it's pretty uh, it's going to be pretty obvious if you start to look at schedules right now. But I haven't done that so far. So yeah, how big of an impact does Michael Thomas make on Kamara when he returns? I still think Kamara is one of the top three running backs in the uh, fantasy even with Michael Thomas back. Um, obviously, the Cowboys falling apart and Zeke falling apart is part of that. Um, but, uh, yeah, Kamara will still be really good. Uh, CMC will probably eventually uh, be the RV1 in terms of production again. <clears throat> Christian Kirk, is he a keeper or a trade? Um, I was never in on Christian Kirk but uh, he's been pretty solid this year. I'd say he's a keep. The Chicago Bears have not won a playoff game since 2010. They're currently 5-2 and two and have a chance to make it to the playoffs if they have a good season. Do you think they can make it to the playoffs and pull out their first playoff win since 2010? Hmm. Um, well, I don't think their current kicker is going to uh, double-doink anytime soon, hopefully for everyone's sake. Although, Cody Parkey has been mysteriously good this season now that he's not in Chicago. Um, I'd say the Bears are probably have a solid shot to make the wild card. I don't see them beating the Packers in the division race, so they'll probably have to make it through the wild card, in my opinion. But uh, I think they can make the playoffs. Um, it depends on who they draw for their as to whether they get the first playoff win. Obviously... Not not being able to win the division is going to give them a kind of a harder opponent in the first round. So I don't know if they'll win their first playoff game, but I think they'll make it to the playoffs again this year. How do you feel about Rashard Higgins? Him and Baker seem to have a real connection dating back to 2018. The original Hollywood, Rashard Higgins. Um, I feel pretty good about him if you went out and got him, this, if you went out and get him tonight. 
Um, obviously tonight is the normal waiver run for most people. Uh, I, I feel like he has a pretty good upside for the rest of the season. Um, and it's his upside is pretty much like what he did last week with uh, like eight receptions or whatever and 100 yards. Um, so, yeah, I like Higgins the rest of the season. Hopefully uh, Jarvis Landry will step up with Odell out as well. And then that Browns offense can continue to hum along. Uh, do you think the Dolphins trade Fitzpatrick to the Cowboys? I hope so, just for Fitzpatrick's sake. Love the dude. Um, what's your outlook for Tua for the rest of the season? Tua is uh, hopefully going to be really good, but uh, who knows? But just because he's coming off that injury, he was a, he's an elite prospect, obviously. But uh, hopefully, he gets back from the injury and goes back to where he was in college. <clears throat> where would you rank Nelson Aguilar rest of the season after three consecutive weeks of ten plus points? Golly, you know, I could have I could have won one of my fantasy games this week if I'd started Nelson Aguilar, which is such a weird thing to say. He scored like 20 points this week. Um, it's weird to have him back. Because, um, you know, he's usually dropping things. But uh, he doesn't seem to be that bad in Las Vegas. I'd say he's a he's a flex option for most teams. Um, he can definitely fill in on a bye week. But uh, I'm not excited about having Nelson Aguilar. But uh, he, he'll, be, he'll do his part as like a wide receiver three or four. Uh, Hunter Henry or Noah Fant, rest of season and why? Rest of season, I'll say Hunter Henry. Obviously, Dynasty, Noah Fant, just because he's so much younger. Um, but I don't trust that offense in Denver. But Herbert is balling out in Los Angeles, as I've said before. So I'm just going to take the guy with the better quarterback, which is Hunter Henry, in my opinion. Um, Give me a second, I need to take a drink. Okay. The Rams seem to give up the second least points to wide receivers adjusted for schedule. After holding A-Rob to a relatively low output, shall we be fading wide receivers facing the Rams, or are these numbers still based on strength of schedule? Um, I can't tell you who the, the Rams faced so far in their season um, to have it based on strength of schedule, but um, I'd say to uh, always I'll start your stud just for playing the Rams like A-Rob, but uh, yeah, I'd be a little worried about teams wide receivers ones facing Jalen Ramsey just because he's been pretty good this season. Uh, most important factor in evaluating how a team's defense will perform perform. It depends on um, if you're asking for season long or week to week. Um, and week to week in fantasy, it's matchup. Um, bad defenses can have good fantasy games against bad offenses. Um, if we were talking about just football, um, I think the safety position is undervalued in terms of just football. Um, otherwise, you just have to rush the passer and uh, be able to cover long enough for that rush to get there. Um, but uh, I guess if you're talking season long, um, I'm thinking about like coaches, um, uh, talent. But I'm I usually don't draft te- uh, de- team defense for uh, to hold this all season. But I usually stream, and when I stream, first thing I look at is matchup. I want those teams that are facing Washington, the teams that are facing either the New York teams, 
teams that are facing Denver, um, teams that are facing maybe uh, like a Jacksonville, maybe, or uh, anybody like that. Um, so yeah, I think the most important factor is matchup. Um, I'm I want to start anybody against the Jets. Basically, <laughs> would be my dream just to start all the defenses that are playing the Jets. Has OBJ been Baker Mayfield's kryptonite? Has there ever been a similar situation where a quarterback has lost their number one wide receiver and played significantly better? I can tell you if that's if there's been a situation like that. Um, but uh, I do actually buy in to the to uh, OBJ being Baker's kryptonite per se. Um, not that OBJ is bad, just that Baker's like a young quarterback. And um, kind of feels feels like he should throw the ball to OBJ just because he's so good. And um, I think that players that are um, like OBJ should have veteran quarterbacks instead of like younger quarterbacks, just because it makes the whole offense work better. Uh, it's hard for a young quarterback to get off that first read, that first uh, throw to Odell. Um, I think Baker's going to be oddly enough because it doesn't make sense to lose such a weapon and be better. But I think Baker's going to be a little better for the rest of the season without OBJ, which is kind of odd. Hopefully he matures to the fact he matures this season, and he'll get to the point where having OBJ next year won't make him worse, if that makes sense. How much does Landry's value go up with OBJ out? Um, I I I hope quite a bit. I have a lot of Jarvis Landry on my team's. Um, but um, it's a possibility that Rashard Higgins just takes over OBJ's role, well, other than being like a target hog. Um, so I think that targets are just going to be um, split pretty evenly between like Higgins and Landry and Hooper and Hunt and uh, whoever else they play, Donovan Peoples Jones maybe. Um, I don't think any one wide receiver is going to dominate targets like OBJ did. But Landry will probably be a little better than what he is right now. Obviously, he's the wide receiver 40. I think he can finish at least near like 28 or so. Is there anything we can do as a Discord that we can do to improve how we worked with the undroppables? Um, like last week, we debated a lot about Deontay versus Claypool and leading with some, something controversial like that. The pregame show might be interesting. Um, I don't know. Um, obviously, I only I do these AMAs like like once every three months. Um, and uh, I just join under the wire to <laughs> answer questions in the chat. I don't know. Uh, that's more of a question for uh, Andrew and uh, Justin than it is for me. But uh, I think you guys are are really cool people, and I, I appreciate the questions you ask in here and in under the wire. Um, yeah. How do you think, what do you think about JT going forward? Do you think the Colts will get back to focusing on the run game after their bye week and stop letting Rivers trying to do so much? For their sake, um, I hope they do. Um, for the Titans' sake, I hope they keep letting Rivers throw the ball. That'll be really helpful. <laughs> um, uh, obviously, I love JT. He's a wonderful talent. He's He was my uh, RB1 in the draft. I think he's an incredibly talented player, but uh, yeah, I think he'll continue to show out, um, show out 
probably get a little better than he was before just because I think they're going to realize that they should give him the ball a little more. So, uh, yeah. Are any Colts receivers fantasy relevant? Will Paris Campbell or Michael Pittman Jr. have an impact when they return from injury? Um, yeah, I think they'll obviously have an impact when they return from injury. Um, I think uh, I think Pittman is my favorite wide receiver on the Colts right now, um, especially in Dynasty. Um, Marcus Johnson is a solid play while those two are out before they come back. But uh, yeah, I think they'll they'll have an impact when they return. Um, as for any Colts wide receivers fantasy relevant, I think. Campbell and Pittman and Hilton can be, but uh, uh, it kind of depends on that last question about whether they're going to keep letting Rivers try to throw the ball so much. Um, If I was the Colts, I would not want the receivers to be fantasy relevant. Um, But, uh, yeah. What are some sleeper picks for the rest of the season with all the injuries? I'm sure there are some sneaky players that are slowly trending upward before they have their breakout game. I'm going to say Miles Gaskin in Miami um, and maybe Mike Gesicki in Miami. Um, hmm. I haven't thought too much about this. Um, uh, I'm trying to acquire Mike Williams. Obviously, he had a breakout game and then kind of flopped the next one. So I don't know if it's really considered a breakout. But uh, I like Mike Williams to can uh, get better. Um, I don't want to say this uh, like a sleeper pick because he's elite, but it's Keenan Allen. I think Keenan will uh, be like a top three wide receiver for the season, maybe top five at least, which uh, people a lot of people didn't expect for the season. So maybe you could get him at somebody who like thought uh, about. Is, who still thinks about his value that's what it was in the offseason, then uh, you'd be really set. What are your thoughts on Michael Thomas when he's healthy? As I said before, I think he'll still be really good. I think you should keep him. Uh, how do you feel about... I have nowhere to be. I'm just I'm just gonna try and uh, lightning round some of these really quick. How do you feel, how do you feel about DJ Moore? Teddy Bridgewater seemed to have a better connection with Anderson, but Moore has performed pretty well. Uh, how do you think CMC's return will disrupt this trend? I think all three are gonna be really good. Um, but, uh, DJ Moore and Anderson are gonna be touchdown uh, a touchdown in between each other every week, in my opinion. I think they're both going to be solid wide receivers moving forward. Would Jamal Chase, would Jamar Chase to the Dolphins even be fair? Can we just dream a minute about Tua Chase and Gasicki? I'm not even a Dolphins fan, but man. Um, I don't think the Dolphins are going to be in a position in this next draft to draft Jamar Chase. I think he'll be gone before their first pick. Unless they used to, uh, I guess they do have the Texans pick. So they could use the Texans pick on Chase, but I think they have bigger holes to fill than wide receiver. I think Parker and Preston are pretty good players. I think the Packers should trade for Agnew. I think the Packers should trade for somebody, but I don't think it's Jamal Agnew. Um, is Bell worth starting in a revenge game versus the Jets over Boston Scott? Um, if Miles Sanders is back, then yes, Bell is worth starting in a revenge game. 
over Boston Scott. Like I said, I would love for Bell to have a monster game against the Jets. What are your thoughts on Jonathan Taylor? This season already kind of went over that. I hope they go back to him. Will he finish top 10? Uh, not quite, but I think he'll be close. Who do you think are the best running back breakout candidates right now? As I've said a couple of times, Miles Gaskin is a guy who can uh, keep improving on what he's done so far. Um, uh, DeAndre Swift has already broken out, but uh, I think Swift will even get better than he has been. Um, oh, and the Michael P. Ryan. Uh, especially if Gaze gets fired, then uh, P. Ryan will be in for the post-Gaze bump, as people like to call it. Uh, with AB going to the Bucks, how many players can be fantasy relevant in that offense? All of them. <laughs> Obviously, except for like Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson. Uh, and uh, Rojo will be like a low-end running back, but he'll still be semi-relevant. <clears throat> Give me just a second. Thoughts on Tim Patrick rest of the season? I love Tim Patrick. I thought he would elevate last year. Um, obviously, he didn't quite elevate himself above everyone else last year, but he's showing out this year. So I am thinking Tim Patrick's going to be a solid fantasy play for the rest of the season. And what in is Rivers worth $25 million for a year? Is this the first misstep from Ballard, who has been so good as a GM, or am I overreacting as a Colts fan who clinches every time he throws a pass? Um, the realm in which Rivers is worth $25 million for a year is the realm where Rivers is the same Rivers as like two years ago, but he's not. Um, I'm not sure I'd call it that much of a misstep because um, obviously they're still a young team. They're still like the second youngest team on average, on average age. So uh, they still have a bright future. They just need to um, they need to find a quarterback, though, and I think uh, Rivers was a legitimate stopgap for them. Um, but uh, the one issue is when you do bring in a quarterback like Rivers to uh, lead this team, then uh, you don't have the draft pick to get a quarterback in the draft. So they're going to have to find somebody probably through free agency next year, and who knows who will be there. Uh, one, does Lamar Jackson have what it takes to prove midseason fantasy haters wrong? If so, are the Ravens a legitimate Super Bowl contender? Obviously, Lamar Jackson has what it takes. He's an incredible player. Uh, nostalgia question. Looking back, how many games would you have won if you streamed a defense instead of carrying one on your roster? I don't know because I've never carried one on my roster. I always stream a defense. <laughs> and uh, fun fact, if you read my uh, stream option article every week on the Undroppables, my average defensive score currently ranks as the defense number two in fantasy right behind the Colts by like 0.2 points a game. So I'm pretty happy with how I've been streaming defenses. Is there any hope for Sam Donald or Daniel, Daniel Jones? Um, I'm afraid not this year, but in the future, yes, I really think Donald's a good player. I just think he's been uh, ruined by Adam Gaze. Um, Allen or Watson rest of the season? I'm going to assume that's Josh Allen. Um, there's a joke on Twitter about how the uh, Watson only scores in garbage time. He scores all his fantasy points in garbage time. I think that's kind of accurate this year. Um, I'm gonna go with Josh Allen. Just I think the the Bills are in a much better place than the Texans are. 
Um, I think Watson's probably the better quarterback in real football, but I'm going to go with Allen for fantasy. Uh, Robert Woods, Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, or Robbie Anderson. Uh, in redraft, I'm going to go. Actually, in redraft and dynasty, I'm going to go Justin Jefferson. Um, probably Anderson two, Woods three. Uh, same for redraft and dynasty. With the second half of the season, fantasy breakout candidates at each position. I kind of went over this a couple of times, so. Will the Dirty Dolphins make the playoffs this year? I am rooting for the Dolphins, even though I'm not a Dolphins fan. Uh, I think they're a likable underdog. Brian Flores has done a great job as a coach. Um, so I hope they make the playoffs. Um, I kind of said, you know, uh, uh, Jack Falcone put out a like a couple of uh, things this offseason where he was talking about like who he thinks will win each division. And I told him, I think you're underestimating the Dolphins a little bit. And, he, of course, uh, disagreed with me, but uh, I think they have a solid shot here. They're a pretty good team. They have a lot of pieces. Are the Packers Super Bowl contenders? Obviously, if Aaron Rodgers keeps playing the way he is, yes. Um, they have a solid defense, a great defense, actually, with uh, Kenny Clark and the Smiths and Adrian Amos and uh, Jair Alexander. Um, Aaron Jones is a Incredible running back. Devontae Adams, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. So, yeah, I'm going to say they're Super Bowl contenders. Um, obviously, the front office didn't seem to think that before the season, but uh, I I think it now. They've obviously proved they're worth this season. James Conner or Jonathan Taylor, rest of the season in PPR. I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor just because I think he's a better player. And obviously, the Colts, well, no, they both have very good offensive lines, but I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor just for – they're pretty close, but I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor just because I think he's a little better than James Conner. All right. That's all. That's all the questions I've had. Uh, there's a bunch of links down here you can find. You can find me on Twitter, the Undraftables on Twitter. And uh, tomorrow night, I will be on the True North podcast on YouTube. You can find it on that link. Thank you all for attending.